You know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. I'm your host, Mark. Welcome to the show. We've got a fun one this week here. I'm bringing on one of my pals. He's done a lot of great things in the community. You know, every so often I like to uh, kind of talk about our neighbors in the area, right? Because a lot of you come to Jungle Gyms, uh, you'll travel from far places, and I know a lot of locals come out too, but a common question I'm always receiving is like, what else can we do when we're in the area? And the area is kind of blowing up a little bit, so I invited my pal Brad Baker onto the show. Uh, Brad, you may know, he's won things like number one citizen of Hamilton, Ohio. Uh, he's been huge in the revitalization revitalization of the area, owns Pinball Garage. He was on Shark Tank, so we talk about all kinds of stuff. I've got him trying some products with me. It's a great interview. Brad's an awesome guy. I think you'll really have fun with this. But I wanted to launch, you know, normally I've been pulling out the uh, ad here. Uh, and since I didn't grab a paper copy, I first off, I thought I would tell you, hey, you can now download the Jungle Gyms app. It's available on iPhone, it's available for Android devices, and on the app, you can actually view the weekly ad. And I always like to tell people this too, on Sunday nights, you can view the following week's ad too, so you can kind of get a little head start there. There's always some great deals. I saw some stuff on pasta this week, and I'm feeling pasta in my life. But Brad and I are trying these on the show. We're trying some products from Blackwater. Um, You may not have heard of Blackwater before, and if not, I'm gonna get you hip. They come in a couple different versions. In my hand right now, I'm showing you, this is one of their still waters. And they've got that in a few flavors like strawberry rhubarb, uh, which also appears in their sparkling line. Uh, they have the still in cans as well. They've got a couple different flavors, uh, a few things. I'll just read off the, uh, I'm gonna read this off the back of the package so I don't mess this up. And I'm also gonna give you a little blurb that they sent me about the founders, which I think is fun too. Uh, Fulvic Fusion, distinctly black. Black is a blend of purified water and our patented Fulvic Mineral Complex. Uh, this one here, for example, black is life in a bottle. It's a healthy and delicious functional water with electrolytes, antioxidants, and fulvic minerals to supercharge your health and life. I personally just like that it tastes delicious. There's a bunch of different flavors that come with the sparkling, and we have been crushing them. Look, if you're in my, if you're one of my friends, you know every time one of you have stopped by the studio recently, I've sent you out with a can to try and tell you to let me know what you think about it. Uh, I know I've got at least four different flavors in here. I know I've showed you the strawberry rhubarb. My personal favorite is the dirty lemonade. It rules. Very close seconds there. I think it's Calabasas apple, uh, and there's an elderberry one too. They all really rip. Um, those are my favorites. Hands down, you got to try them out here. But I'm just going to read this. I want to read this so I don't mess it up. I always do that. Some, what happens is I'll get a note like this, and I'll try to memorize it. And as soon as the camera goes on, I'm like, oh, I kind of need a teleprompter. So I'm just going to read this directly to you. So here's a little bit about the founding story. In 2011, Jacqueline and Louise Wilkie were researching health aids and products to assist their mother with her breast cancer diagnosis. As they began their search, they found many products claim miracle health aids to relieve, excuse me, found many products claim, quote, miracle health aids to relieve pain and boost the immune system. This is when they discovered fulvic acid and began administering it to their mother. After about a week, she noticed an improvement in her energy and that her overall stiffness had eased up. Experimenting with various forms of fulvic acid, they decided to bottle the fulvic mineral formula as a functional beverage, and that was the birth of black. The intent behind black was to help others, and they're now taking that forward with their 
fulvic and rich products that we feel very passionately about. Excuse me, that they feel very passionate about. I got all of the tenses swapped except for that last one. Uh, point is, if you tried it, I know a lot of you have been like, oh, this is really good. The regular water tastes like water. Uh, the flavored ones are delicious. And again, I have been drinking so much of this and I will offer this up to you. I know we're talking about a couple things here. First and foremost, um, Blackwater is going to be visiting us on the 20th and 21st of January. Uh, if I recall correctly, it is the 20th in the Fairfield store, the 21st at Eastgate store. So they're going to be doing samples. They're going to be telling you all about the product. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's our pal Alex that'll be here doing that. So Alex, uh, looking forward to meeting you, of course. Uh, looking forward to everybody trying this. And if you all have tried this, let me know what your favorite flavor is. If you have not and you go to try it, let me know what your favorite flavor is. And if you're in the area and you want to just stop by, look, I offer this all the time. Come on by. I've got extras in my office. I keep a lot of them cold and ready for you. And I would love to put a can in your hand so you can try it too. It's really good. Just like I did for Brad on the show today. Um, I'm curious what you all think about this. I, you know, it's been a fun year. I am a big, look, I think we all know I'm a big beverage person in general. So I'm here for that zero sugar life. I'm here for that zero sugar supremacy, baby. Oh, and one thing I will mention to all of you here, as far as ingredients, natural flavors, the fulvic minerals, uh, and they do use a slight bit of stevia extra just to give it a hint of sweetness. It's not super intense, but I do know that there's apparently a lot of stevia haters out there. So I just want to warn you on that. Um, some of the flavor, you know, it's funny, like I like the strawberry and the sparkling, but I really like it in flat for some reason. It's the only flavor where that works. No sleeves the other way around, but I love a sparkling beverage. So what can I say? Uh, if you haven't yet, follow us on the new TikTok account, Jungle Gym's official. Please do that. We're very close to being able to go live there again, which means more of our giveaways will get ramped back up. Really looking forward to doing that. Again, companies like Black and so many other companies, they want to put their products in your hands and we want to make it really easy for you to try. I appreciate all the support there. Um, let me think of what else we've got going on here. Okay, one other really big one, and I'm going to read this off so I have all the details correct for you. Uh, on the 22nd here at, let's see, I've got the 22nd at Jungle Gym's Eastgate from 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Our friends at UC Health are coming out uh, with their mobile mammography van or bus. I think it looks more like a van to me, but let's be clear about that. Uh, with their vehicle, uh, and they will be out here uh, doing some screenings. Life-saving convenience at your door. And, you know, I know... Look, I did a whole breast cancer special a few months back. If you haven't watched it, I would tell you to go back in the back catalog and check that out. It's a really great episode. Uh, different group of doctors, but that doesn't matter. We're all here for your health. Uh, so definitely check that out uh, at the Eastgate store. And I'm double checking because I thought they were coming to both stores. Okay, I was right. They are coming to both stores. It's on the same date, Monday, January 22nd. Uh, they will be visiting the Fairfield store that day, later in the day from 12.30 p.m. until 3 p.m. Um, you can reach out if you want up front. Uh, reach out and you can schedule your screening with them at calling area code 513-584-PINK. So that's 513-584-7465. Um, they're gonna come out and do that. I think it'd be very cool. Everyone gets screened. It's just a good idea in general. I would love to keep as many of you along, around rather, as long as possible. Except for maybe just a few of you. No, I'm kidding. I love you all. You know how this goes. Jokes first. Okay, on that note, now we've got all the clerical stuff out of the way. I want to, well, maybe I can try to welcome him to the show. Who do you think is gonna say it first? Me or Brad? Welcome to the show. <laughs> Well, maybe let's just jump in with it. Uh, welcome to the show for real this time. That's where I'll cut in is on your welcome. You All of the salacious stuff I've cut out already. Brad, seriously, welcome. You've been so kind to me over the years. I'm, I actually kind of mad at myself. I didn't force this upon you earlier. Oh, that's all right. I'm that type of guy, though, where I'm just sort of like, 
they'll let me know if they want to come on. That's yeah, good, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you said earlier you're a couple weeks out on production. Super congrats on that, man. I mean, a lot of folks are scratching every day to get their next day show. So uh, yeah. having a couple weeks of good content is oh, uh, awesome. a, a good testament to uh, the cool stuff you guys do. Well, thank you. And, you know, I mean, it, it is, I joke, at a place like Jungle Gyms, it's kind of hard to run out of ideas. Endless, man. Yeah, it's Endless. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Before we, instead of just talking about me, instead of just talking about me. <laughs> that's what I thought that's what like. I came here for. <laughs> Brad, just say just, nice things to me for the next half hour. <laughs> Brad, tell us who you are. Explain it like I'm five. Why uh, are you here today? I'm not sure why I'm here, but my name is Brad Baker. Uh, I own a couple local businesses here in Butler County in downtown Hamilton. I own the Pinball Garage, uh, recently acquired All Laid Up. Uh, and then we have the Champion Mill Arcade now in Spooky Nook Entertainment. Oh, I didn't uh, in the, that in the sports center. Yeah. That's awesome. Huge arcade, bigger than Pinball Garage. Really? So, All right. Yeah, pretty awesome. So talk about that. But yeah, uh, just kind of, and I like I like food a lot. Uh, I grew up uh, hanging out at Jungle Gyms. Uh, my father-in-law is good friends with Jungle. Uh, so oh, cool. just been like kind of a part of our, our family growing up. I love it. And you're just doing cool stuff in the neighborhood all the time anyway, which is like, I, I think that's really how you and I officially met. Absolutely. I think so funny. We're, we have kindred spirits in doing cool stuff because yeah. life's too short to do like boring stuff. Amen to that, Brad. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, and you know, I, I really do love focusing on the neighborhood every so often too, because, you know, I've done a lot of stuff with like Travel Butler County before. Yeah, they're great. Uh, and what's cool to me is that because, you know, I know... <sighs> How should I say? I don't want to say the word spoiled. I don't think that's maybe the best word, but for lack of a better term, I feel like internally we're a little spoiled because we're like, this is a cool place. And now I've been coming here five days a week for the last two years. So you get numb, not, you get numb to the coolness. Right, the exactly. Yeah. And so I, I always like to think about this because I know a lot of people travel great distances to come here to Jungle Gyms in general. And there's a lot of stuff going on that, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the neighborhood wasn't like it is not now. Not at all. But now it's like blown up. There's hotel. <laughs> when yeah. I saw there's like a graduate hotel opening in Hamilton, I was like, uh-oh, it's happening. Yeah. Oh, no, you know? honestly, 10 or 15 years ago, I would say Jungle was probably the only destination-style place where people came from more than, like, 30 or 40 minutes away. Right. Uh, one, for the international grocery choices, uh, and two, just because of the spectacle of Jungle Gems. So yeah. uh, it's cool. I I'm glad that it's been here. It's uh, an awesome place. Whenever friends come into town, it it's always it's still always the first place you say, oh, you got to check it out. You know, it's kind of like King's Island kind of a thing. Like, uh, you got to go check it out. Yeah. So, uh, but it's super awesome to see all these new things, like Spooky Nook, like, you know, we've got Pinball Garage. We've got all these cool new restaurants downtown Hamilton that just yeah. weren't around before. So. So uh, it's I joked, neat, man. The See? only thing I would ever come up here for around, the, especially right while we're recording this, it's December, uh, for depending on when this airs. Um, I'd come up here around the holidays because I'd go through Pyramid Hill and then I'd come to Jungle Gyms. And now yeah. I'm like, now it's like a date. I'm like, okay, there's multiple restaurants I can pick from. Yeah. And like, there's like, and they're all great too. That's actually the thing. Right. Who would have guessed that you would have had a Tano Bistro downtown Hamilton, <laughs> right. which there's also one in Loveland. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's a it's a kind of a nice semi high end uh, restaurant with small plates and uh, really gourmet type of chef prepared dishes. That's awesome. And that's something like even five years ago that might not have done well in Hamilton, but it's thriving, yeah. uh, which is great. It's so cool to see. It's, you know, I always think back when I, this is when I went to school at UC briefly, but I remember one of our first like months in the program, they took us to Hamilton, I think to the Fitness Center, I'm assuming it yeah, is. Yeah. And My buddy like, oh. Ian McKenzie Thurley runs Fitness Center, quick plug for him. Oh, uh, please. Phenomenal place. They do 
they're really one of the pioneers in the community for the arts uh, and for all the cool. Hamilton has a ton of art stuff. Yeah. There's sculptures everywhere. Uh, if you haven't been through Hamilton in a while and you take time to like get out and walk around, you're going to see sculptures everywhere. You're going to see all these cool paintings on the side of buildings that right. all just started happening the past few years. And it's all Hamilton relevant stuff. Uh, there's just rad stuff. And the fitness center has played a big part in that. There's just so many cool art things. There's art space, yeah. which is a place where artists actually have inexpensive rent where they have studios in their apartments and they create things in there. In order to get a room, in order to get an apartment in there, you have to have, uh, you have to do something with arts. It could be sculptures, it could be painting, it could be any form of art. And the whole space is that. And there's a gallery on the first floor that showcases all this, these artists work. And it's right on high street, downtown Hamilton. A cool place. That is so cool. I, you know, I think I maybe walked in there at one of like maybe Operation Pumpkin or one of those yes, that I did. You would have. Yeah. The art gallery right there in Operation Pumpkin. That's art space. Okay. Uh, uh, my buddy, David Stark, uh, runs that. Uh, and, uh, and he curates all the stuff there and brings in the artists and does all that rad stuff. And it, again, it's another place you can walk in anytime and see local art. Uh, and you know, they, the term starving artist is a real thing. So yeah. it's great that they have a inexpensive place to live so they can focus on whatever, you know, it makes, it helps their creative juices get flowing and that's stuff. Crazy. I'm not an artist, but I can appreciate the art. Yeah, that's good. Hey, listen, you need, there's, it's a balancing act, right? It's like, uh, somebody's got to be in the parade. Somebody's got to clap as it walks by. And yep. it's a perfect thing in the artist exactly. situation. It's crazy to think that that, I'm surprised we have a space like that in the Midwest in general, right? Yeah, just, let alone Butler County. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I'm not trying to, never trying to be rude about it, but it's just a place that probably previously would not be known well, for that. If you if you go back traditionally, this whole area is just more Midwestern farm town type yeah. of folks. Uh, and it's, it's not the big city vibe that you get when you go to New York or Chicago or right. somewhere where you have all the art stuff. Right. Uh, so, Too much in my experience. In, in some cases, it's overwhelming, right? <laughs> right. So some of the great artists uh, just get swallowed up in those towns. Yeah. where maybe they could come to a town like this and be appreciated for what they do, which, thrive, is, which, truly is, which thrive. is really cool. We've got art all throughout Pinball Garage done by local artists. We've got graffiti on the walls from local artists. It We've looks got, so cool too. Yeah, I mean, just random stuff like that is great. I think it's cool. Look, one of the things I really love about you is that you have really, I mean, you are, well, look, we were joking off air a minute ago about uh, Citizen of the Year in Hamilton, but you've really invested a lot of your, not just your time, effort, obviously, I would guess, money too. A lot. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Untold numbers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we'll be pulling. That would the, be we'll a therapy the number on. That would screen. be a therapy session later. We don't want to. We don't want to discuss. <laughs> that. Sit on the couch, Brad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I know you've invested so much of just yourself too into making that place a better place. I've, corny as that might sound, and we came here by happenstance, you know. So, really? So uh, back in. Wow, it's probably been seven, eight years now when I had the manufacturing business mm -hmm. making the virtual pinball machines, VP cabs. Uh, we were in Fairfield and we were outgrowing the space. So we just started looking for a new spot to yeah. uh, just to manufacture only. And this building downtown Hamilton popped up and it was previously Jim's Goodyear, mm -hmm. uh, which is owned by the Pullman family, who also a huge part of the Hamilton community. Uh, Eric Pullman currently serves uh, uh, in Hamilton. Uh, there, there's just the whole family is part has always been part of the uh, of the culture in Hamilton. So we saw the building for sale uh, or for rent, I should say. And we checked it out and we're like, man, this would be great for manufacturing. There were some parts of it where we didn't know what to do with because it's in a busy part of town. There was like a front showroom area where you would hang out while your tires were getting changed, I guess, yeah. is what that was sure but it was all kind of just kind of older and more ran down um uh, somebody had bought the building they had an auction sold off all the stuff inside and it was just a big ugly empty shell it still had 
oil everywhere. I mean, it was just, and we took it that way because it was a, it was a really good deal. The, the yeah. owner was like, hey, we sold everything out of it. We want to rent it, but we don't really want to invest in the renovations. At the time, uh, Spooky Nook wasn't around yet. Right. Hamilton was still kind of on the upswing with uh, with stuff going on. And they, they just didn't want another auto shop in there just to make more messes. Right. So we rented it uh, as a factory only. So we, we started manufacturing our games there. And shortly after, uh, some of the folks from uh, town found out about our Shark Tank deal and were like, hey, uh, let us show you what's happening in Hamilton with all these new things, with this cool new sports complex that's coming in a couple years. Yeah. And we would like you to consider maybe opening up some sort of like arcade, restaurant, bar. And my first thought was, man, that's not my thing. Uh, yeah. Like I love food. Yeah. Uh, and I've always had a dream of being a restaurant owner, but I also knew the chances of being successful at that are very slim. Sure. So uh, I kind of brushed it off a little, but they kept just kind of like, hey, let's, let's take you, let's take you for a ride around town and show you this and do that. And once they showed me what was coming and all the cool stuff happening, I was like, man, we got to do it. Yeah. So pinball garage just kind of happened by uh, a a great a great mistake I, I guess you'd say we we had no plans to do that we were just going to build games sell games and uh, and just be happy with a bigger new space um, but it worked out great with that with everything up front and all the the change that we did and the remodeling it it made the perfect uh, like arcade bar up it's, front which is honestly cool. it's. Look, I've been to a lot of those arcade bars over the years, as you can imagine. Uh, the I'm, I'm your target customer, yeah. or at least by, on the list. And I'm not just saying this because you're here and because I like you. I mean, that helps. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but uh, I had not always really enjoyed myself at a lot of those places. But I think you've done a great job, more importantly, because obviously you're passionate about, I would assume, pinball. At least it's appears to be that way. It's a big part of my life. Yeah, I was just going to say. Big part of my life. Um, sure. Because of it, you've curated great tables. You've got great games. I love the expansion you did in the back with the, you know what I mean? Like, you've done a great job curating to me. I've, it's always funny to me, too, because, you know, I, I tell everybody I live in Kentucky. And every time I go up there, I run into somebody from another part of town that I know that has come uh, also a decent distance to come play there. I think it's a real testament to what you've built. Appreciate seriously. that. We've got a lot of pinball machines. Uh, pinball machines generally are very expensive. So to find a bunch of them in one place uh, is uh, crazy on my part, but cool on the, from the standpoint of a person that wants to come play pinball. It brings back the nostalgia that a lot of 30, 40, 50 somethings maybe uh, had when they were a kid. Uh, yeah. And even, even pinball goes back uh, clear into the forties and fifties. So sure. folks uh, all the way into their seventies and eighties enjoy pinball. So it's a, it's a, uh, a wide age range of people that can enjoy it. And we love that they're bringing their kids and grandkids to introduce a new generation of folks into pinball because today's modern pinball is 4K LCD screens sure. and uh, really cool interactive toys in the game. So, and a lot of cool licensing themes. So you're going to get all the modern licenses uh, of all the modern movies and, you know, movies, sports, musicians, you'll see all that stuff in pinball these that days, was yeah, which like, is fun. I, I think one of the last times I came, I was like, okay, there's a Rush table and a Venom table. I'm like, oh, great. I'm very interested the in Venom's this. the latest one from Stern. It's <laughs> yeah. got a lot of cool, fun stuff in it. Um, you know, we've got Toy Story that's newer. We've got, uh, you, you name it. There's Guns N' Roses. There's, there's all the bands. Uh, Elton John was just released last week uh, from, Jersey, oh, okay. from Jersey Jack Pinball, cool. and it's a beautiful looking pinball machine. So, so we we do our best to try to grab all the latest and new pinballs. There's even a, a really oddball a new company came out uh, two weeks ago and surprised everybody with a 
Labyrinth, the movie, Dave, oh, David Bowie Labyrinth. No kidding. Yeah. It's and, just his cod And his face is on the back of it. And at <laughs> first you're like, that's strange. But the game itself plays so well. It's like a phenomenal game. That's cool. Uh, and it's got all the cool, uh, you know, snippets from the movie in it. Yeah. And a lot of folks are like, what the heck was Labyrinth? Pen uh, you know, Labyrinth has the movie. Yeah. But it makes for a fun pinball game. And it, it was probably, honestly, on their standpoint, it's probably a cheap license. So, you know. It they, probably was. They snagged it up. They proved that they can make a good game. Yeah. And next they'll probably produce something maybe a little more, you know, relevant or something. But yeah. but you'll see a lot of cool stuff like that pop up. And people are like, oh, yeah, I remember that movie. You know, yeah. if, if you're 40 or older, you'll remember Labyrinth, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but Labyrinth was one of those ones that I remember as I was like exploring movie, like kind of underseen or underloved movies. That was one that I always, and I was a big Jim Henson guy anyway growing up. Yeah. But it was one of those things where I kept hearing about it. And I finally, I watched it like in my mid-20s. I was like, oh, this is cool. Why was this not successful? Like the dark you know? side of the Muppets kind of. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And yeah. I was kind of like, oh, it's a bummer it wasn't. Uh, more successful because I would love to see more weird things like that. Although I guess what was his other one that didn't do great? Dark Crystal, I think they did a sequel Oof, on Netflix. See, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> yeah, that was they did a sequel on Netflix a couple years ago. I remember when the toys came in here. I was like, oh, they made oh okay, Netflix went in, and then they were like. We're only going in for one season. Yeah. Anyway, a big nerd over on the side of the table. I love that they. I'm gonna have to come play that one. Yeah, I don't actually. have it yet. Uh, it's, it just came out, but that's something on our list. Uh, no, that's a cool. snag. So it'll be fun. Who knows? Maybe by out. the time I get around to airing this, it could be there. And we'll, we'll punch it in. You and never know. That. All right. So I have to back up because you did drop some heat in the hair, and uh, I do want to ask about maintenance eventually because I'm very curious about that. Since there, I'm assuming there's still a lot of physical moving parts in pinball machines. Yeah. Yeah. But more importantly, you mentioned the Shark Tank thing, and I figured should we. Can we mention that? Sure, sure. Okay. Why not? What was that like? <laughs> Man, that was uh, that was my 15 minutes of fame, literally. You know, yeah. they say everybody's owed a 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough. Uh, I say fortunate. I guess we worked hard for it. Uh, yeah. So VP Cabs, we started in like 2012, 2013. Okay. And, uh, and they were just like virtual pinball cabs, Yeah, right? so, we, okay. so we originally we would take old beat up pinball cabinets that didn't work anymore. We rip all the old mechanical guts out mm -hmm. and we would basically throw like high definition displays in it. So when yeah. you'd walk up to it, it was like a hybrid between pinball and a video game. Okay. Uh, the benefit to it was you could download and play just about any pinball game ever made on the game. Oh, and that's they're, wild. They're kind of like all open source, and they were free for a guy to go online, download it, and try it out on his cabinet. Yeah. So before the the pinball cabinets were made for virtual, people would just play it on their PC, uh, which was fun, uh, yeah. but not quite the same experience. Sure. So we took it to another level, and we even had things like there were solenoids in the cabinet. When you hit the flippers, it would knock and click, and oh, and cool. the cabinet would shake, and you could still nudge it, and the the Virtually, the ball would nudge and move around. So uh, we took it from uh, playing it on your home computer. If anybody remembers the old school Microsoft pinball, yeah, I mean, even back on Windows, probably like uh, XP or three one one, all the <laughs> yeah. way back, you could play like an old school pinball version. Oh yeah, I always loved um, that. It was some sort of cosmic theme. Yeah, I it was think. like Space Cadet. Yeah, or something. it was. That's yeah. exactly. Like, yep, exactly. I don't spend a lot of hours. Uh, see, in you it. might know more than me on the on that digital <laughs> pinball stuff, but you know, uh, and we took it to where things. By the time we sold that business, four uh, K screens and you know uh, all kinds of different cool stuff. Yeah. So um, so we did that. I was building them in my garage for a while, uh, and uh, my brother who owns a killer arcades around town arcade legacy yeah. uh just opened up a huge brand new location sharonville a uh, quick plug for him man i know I, you're i know you're friends with jesse i was funny jesse, and it's uh, one of my guy. most embarrassing moments was not realizing i should have assumed at some point that you guys were related but yeah, i just yeah. I never clicked and then one day i was like oh i'm the older more handsome brother i mean we're just which gonna is get that why out of the it was way. hard to figure um, it out uh, right right i get it 
Uh, no, my brother is, uh, <laughs> on a side note, my brother is a pioneer in the Cincinnati gaming world. He and his friend Jay opened up an arcade uh, like way before uh, anybody, ha- way before it's trendy, way before barcades came out. Yeah. They opened up a little spot in Fairfield near Michael's Billiards. Yep, uh, I remember going to that one. And Amazing. Yeah, and I I, I, hel- I remember helping him set up games and it was, it was super scary because nobody was doing it. Yeah. Uh, he wanted a concept where he was like, you know, like a hybrid between GameStop and an arcade. He wanted to sell stuff uh, and he wanted to, uh, and he wanted to have games for people to play. So I have he, a lot of fond memories of that yeah, first location too. He, he took a leap, man. Uh, and, uh, and he did a cool model where you could buy a wristband, get in, play games. And, uh, and his bread and butter was selling cool stuff, you know, uh, and giving people a better fair deal for their used stuff as trade. And he really built a niche in the market and he's moved multiple locations. Most recently he was in force fair mall, yeah. you know, which, which was a crazy dead mall, but his arcade was always busy. Yep. Uh, so, and then when they finally were like condemning that place and shutting it down, he had to get out of there and he found that killer spot in Sharonville. And it is, I mean, he just opened up his third pinball room. He has 70 pinball machines in there now That's crazy. Uh, and uh, probably a hundred arcade games. I oh mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, easily. Uh, his bars open now and his restaurant open soon. So anyways, quick plug for him, but, uh, so the Shark Tank thing, though, he had asked me one day, he's like, man, you should use your AV experience. Uh, another business of mine was an AV company. He's like, you should use that and make some sort of cool digital pinball table that we can put in my arcade. And I was like, man, that'd be fun. So we kind of messed around. We did it. And people started playing it and liking it. And they started asking me, hey, can you make me one? Can we do, you know? And I, so I started on a, on the side, just making them in my garage. And it uh, it went really quickly and snowballed to, uh, you know, getting a lot of people wanting to make them. And we decided, uh, the entrepreneur that I am, my wife was like, you're not starting another business at first. And then we sold a bunch and she's like, okay, maybe, maybe that'll be good. Yeah. So we, we decided to give it a go and, and we, you know, uh, built an official LLC in business and, uh, VP cab stands for virtual pinball cabinets. It's not a taxi cab company, which we got confused with all the time. Uh, You're like, I will give you a ride. I'm a nice guy, but. (laughs) And my kids, you know, we always love watching Shark Tank. So my kids would always be like, dad, you need to go on Shark Tank. And before that, you know, with just being in the trades, you know, with uh, AV work, there wasn't really an avenue to take that on Shark Tank. It wasn't like I would apply. Can I, I sell home theaters. Can I be on Shark Tank? That's not the kind of thing that they usually pick. So once we started VP cabs, they're like, dude, this is cool. It's modern. It's fun. It might be something that is, that they would think is innovative and maybe you could get on the show. So I applied online. And Shark Tank, you go through all these rounds of, uh, of talking with the producers. So you'll apply and you'll get an email or a call back at some point, unless you're, uh, if you're, if you're anything relevant, I guess they'll, they'll look at it and say, oh, maybe we'll talk to this guy and they'll call you and say, hey, let's have a chat and they'll chat with you about it. Yeah. I think they're trying to get a feel for, you know, can you speak well? Uh, do, do they think you would do, you send them a photo, you know, right. they, they kind of, it is a TV show. So, right. so they're still kind even of Even though casting. you're not getting paid as an actor, you are being cast on the show. Right. Uh, so if they like your idea and they think you might have a chance, which there's, I think, you know, just 100,000 applicants or something every year. And they only like 200 and something actually film for the show wow. every season. And only 160 of those make it on the air. So the the really gut punch part is you can film an episode, get a deal, not get a deal, and never even make it on the air, which wow, is which crazy. is wild. You don't you don't learn that till further in the process. But and I guess if you get the deal, it's kind of like ah, whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the the, the sharks definitely want to get you on TV because that's the only way you get the extra publicity. That's and a good all point too. Stuff. Yeah. So, so so it's one of those catch 22s. But you go through months and months of uh, back and forth. Every week you you have a phone call with two of the producers, and they're assigned to you. They're like you're guy and every week they tell you hey uh you know if we're still interested we'll call you again next week so you literally wait a 
week to hear if they're still interested. And they send you an email the night before, like, yeah, let's get on a call tomorrow. And you drop everything. You get on an hour long yep. call. You, you practice. The only thing rehearsed on Shark Tank is your initial pitch. You know, like, yeah. hi, my name's Brad. I probably could remember it verbatim if I wanted to. Like, because for six months, they rehearsed that with you because they want you to remember the pitch. They help you design the pitch a little bit. Uh, I even hired a pitch guy because oh, uh, cool. I really wanted to be, uh, I'm not super great with words necessarily. So I hired this pitch guy to like try to make me stand out and help me with my pitch of which I even still forgot some of it. Uh, it was terrible. It was terrifying. Uh, but you go through like six months of this and then, uh, the, every, every time another week goes by, they're like, oh, you're getting closer. We're, we're getting down to our cuts of who might make it to tape. Yeah. They tape in Hollywood, uh, out at, uh, was it Sony studios? Um, and it's, um, you know, uh, right there in the middle of everything going on. There's uh, uh, basketball courts uh, in the middle, right next to their studios, uh, which is, which is just wild, yeah. uh, you know? So, um, but uh, they, um, I'm trying to think of the process of things. They go through all of this interviews and then you get to the point where they say, okay, we think we're going to have you out. We're going to issue you a plane ticket, but we might cancel it. Like, and you're just like, oh, every, every day you think you're like, okay, cool. I'm, I made it. I'm going to make it. But they rem they're covering their rears basically and saying, yeah. okay, we think we want to have you out. We're going to buy a plane ticket just in case. But if we don't have room for you, we might cancel it. Right. But in the meantime, I had to ship all my stuff out at my cost. Oh. All these big machines. I had to spend thousands of dollars shipping my games out there to be ready. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, wild. I'm going to use this tactic, by the yeah. way, in my personal life Dude, going forward. That's fine. I'm just going to be like, listen, uh, yep. maybe we'll hang yep. out. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you, so the games are out there. I get my ticket. And even the day before, they're still letting you know, like, we'll let you know if you're going to get on the plane tomorrow. Like craziness. So for me, uh, you know, I got on the plane. I went out there and you're there for a week, you okay. know, so, so, and you're doing rehearsals throughout the week. And, and it, while you're there, you find out that they're eliminating more people live. So, wow. so you don't find out till you get there, but then they're like, okay, you know, uh, we don't have enough time to tape this or do this. Um, yeah. well, I mean, I'm there all the way until like taping started on like Thursday, Friday or whatever. And they do like three or four days of taping. And then they do that for like two weeks in a row. And then they, then they, pause for a few months and they do it again for the second half of the season. And then they edit it all together and do their thing. Uh, so we were, uh, we were there on the last day. I did my final pitch in front of like the big time producer, like yeah. Yeah, big, the big shot. And it was real nervous. And they, they have these pictures of all the sharks on the desk and you're pretending like you're actually doing it. And I, you know, I, I think I botched it again. I was so nervous. And, uh, and they're like, okay, thanks so much. Uh, uh, head back to your hotel room and we'll let you know by, 9 p.m. if you're going to tape tomorrow or if we're sending you home. And I was like, awesome. So you yeah. just go back and sit on this bed in a hotel, like twiddling your thumbs. <laughs> like you're not allowed to leave because you can't talk about what you're doing. Right. And like, it's real. You sign all this NDA stuff. Sure. That's like millions of dollars, scares you to death. And uh, not even supposed to tell your children or family, you know, it's wild. Right. Um, which is cool because they want everybody to be surprised. Yeah. They don't want stuff to leak, you know, and stuff, which I understand. But uh, nine o'clock rolls around, no call. 10 o'clock, no call. And I'm like, oh man, I'm just sitting there. You can't sleep. And I'm like, well, I guess they're sending me home. 11 o'clock, still nothing. Like right around midnight, I, my phone rings and I'm like, oh man, I answer it. And they're like, all right, you're first up in the morning at seven o'clock. Be ready for the bus. We'll pick you up at six, you know, and like from the hotel. Yeah. And I was like, 
of course you're excited, but you're also like, dang, I wish I would have known at nine, you know, whatever. Right, exactly. Get full Not like sleep. I would have slept anyways, but sure. anyways. Well, uh, I was fortunate <laughs> though. I got the sharks fresh in the morning, first day of taping. They hadn't seen a bunch of ridiculous stuff that they right. were frustrated about, you know. Um, so I got, I was there first up. My stuff was ready to go set up. And, uh, and then it was just like, stand on this little X and you got to stay in there quiet for 60 seconds while we move all the cameras. That was like the longest 60 seconds of my life. Oh, I'm sure. Because you're looking at sharks and they're looking at you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you realize like, dang, these are like billionaires and this is what I've dreamed of, but now I don't want to do it. I wanted to just go throw up. I didn't, yeah, even, was- I didn't even want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife was like, hey, if you don't get a deal, you can't come home. So I was right. like, all right, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hotel's looking kind of nice now. <laughs> Just in yeah. case. That's so funny. Uh, but it was it was fun. Uh, it was stressful. Uh, you know, you're in there taping for over an hour, uh, and, and they edit it down to like 15 minutes. Uh, and you don't even, after it's over, you don't even remember what it, what you said. Yeah. You know, I just remember at the, at the last second, Damon John made me an offer, uh, who was unlikely to make an offer. I thought Mark Cuban was going to make an offer because he got up and played my machine and he wouldn't sit down and the producers had to cut and they had to make him stop. They're like, Mark, we've got more people lined up. You got like, And Mark was like, I love this. I, I want to keep playing it. So I thought, yeah, I got it. I'm going to get a deal from Mark, the tech guy. Yeah, but, but it would make sense. Well, we didn't create our own software. We licensed it. Um, and uh, Mark uh, wanted something that had like, he wanted to make money off the content, which was would have been a smart move. I wish we could have figured that out. We never, yeah. we never did. We always licensed it. But uh, after the show though, I was at CES, Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas yeah. uh, to meet Damon secretly for a meeting before we aired. Oh, uh, cool. It was super cool. Um, uh, we got a call like a, a week before CES, like, hey, Brad, are you guys going to CES? And it was Damon's like right-hand person. And, and, and instinctively I was like, Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't. Yeah, I, like, I didn't I'll have a ticket. Out. I didn't yeah. have a hotel room. <laughs> Dude, we had to sleep in this flea bag, like rent by the hour kind of place because oh, CES it. fills up months in advance. Of course. But I couldn't say no because he's like, yeah, Damien wants to meet with you. We're going to talk business, do some stuff. I was like, rad. So that was awesome. Uh, and again, it was secret. I couldn't tell anybody that I was going there for that, you know, which is wild. But after that, I was walking through down the aisles and literally bumped into Mark Cuban. Like he was walking, he was taping something yeah. and he was done and he walked into him and he's like, Dude, I had my VP cab shirt on. He remembered me from the taping, which was like three months before. Yeah. He's like, man, I want one of your machines. Can you do one up for me in like Dallas Mavs and all this stuff? I was like, how do you, yeah. Of course. He's like, here's my, he's, he's awesome, man. He's like, here's my cell. Here's my email. I answer everything. Uh, you know, uh, anything you need, just let me know. Uh, and I want to get one of these things. And sure enough, I'd send him messages and he'd right away respond. And then he was like, Hey, if you and Damon need any help with anything, he's like, you know, I, I still don't mind helping you guys out. And true to his word, man, I can message him about something. And like, him himself, this billionaire dude with no time on his hands, right? Would like and no money to gain from me would right. uh, would help me out. So That's he was a solid cool. dude. So our experience on Shark Tank was awesome all the way around. That sounds we had, we had a great time. Dame and John to this day, even though we're not in business together, we sold the business. But uh, uh, to this day, still uh, he mess like he sent me a video on Thanksgiving Day. Like, hey, happy Thanksgiving. He was on his, he has a big farm in upstate New York. Oh, cool. You wouldn't think, you know, you, Damon John is like this uh, clothing mogul, you know, and owns all these businesses, but he loves farming. And That's so like, cool. He's got chickens and, and, and cows and horses and animals. And he sends me a video from his farm, like with his chickens and stuff. Like, hey, I hope you're doing good, man. That's uh, amazing. Have I a love great it. Thanksgiving. And, uh, and he has nothing to gain from it other than just we became friends uh, and we've had yeah. a, a good uh, personal relationship besides business. And uh, it's cool to have those kind of folks in your corner for anything. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. even imagine like having that in the, in the yeah. contact. He was us. in Cincinnati to do a speaking engagement. And he says, hey, come to my engagement. Afterwards, we're all coming to Pinball Garage to hang out. 
I was like, there you yes, go. Please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah, so, you're like, all right, I'll have the, I'll fire up the barbecue. Yeah, exactly. That's what we did. So very cool. Oh, stuff. I have forgot to plug the barbecue. No, that's, that's excellent. Okay. That was the Shark Tank story. Probably longer yeah. than normal, but no, uh, that was I, a little Shark Thank you. I appreciate there. it because yeah. I don't think you've really told it in a public setting like uh, this Most before. people, uh, for the first few years, the stuff you sign, uh, like the behind the scenes stuff is like, kind of hush hush. Uh, yeah. And, and my, <laughs> my experiences are all great. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't think I say anything that they wouldn't care that I say of because course. I really appreciate what the show did. I appreciate it all. Not everybody has, you know, if you don't get a deal or you go through all that, I could imagine. So let's say I went through all that effort and I got sent home or I didn't get a deal and I spent all that time and money. I could see where I might have a, like a bad taste. Uh, for, sure. For, and that's just, that's the risk you take though. Uh, it's still a TV show. Yeah. The producers only care about what will sell the show. Right. Uh, what sells commercials for the show. Yeah. Um, no matter how good your product is. So they go through and pick those fine balances of who seems to do is doing well or has a cool product. So I feel really fortunate that we're one of the few, very few people that have made it, uh, made it all the way, I That's guess so you could cool, say, man. which is cool. So it was it, it's, uh, and that what, was way back in 2016. Well, and it's funny so, because like, I feel like this is one of those stories. You're just not that type of guy where I always, like when I found out, because I think the way I found out was, watching an episode, I had not really watched the show much, right? Like I was familiar with it, of course, but I hadn't really watched it much until I got YouTube TV a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, what's going on? And I was like, and I hadn't had cable or broadcast in a while. And I watched in there and I think that may have been, because I feel like I hit you up. I was like, I'm, I'm watching you in my living room right now. You're scrolling oh, through and weird. you see my ugly face and this beard pop up. Like, wait a minute. I was like, I know that what's guy. What's that guy doing and there? It was like the kind of moment where it was like, oh, and again, you would never, I don't know if it were in me, I'd be like, I don't know if you knew, but uh, um, you know, like the Ron Berg, like I'm kind of a B-roll on American Idol. I've been coasting on that for years. I mean, I, I, I had okay. funny enough, very, it's, it's funny to hear how many of these reality shows are the same way where it was the same thing. It was like, all right, Mark, are you ready to sing for like 200 different Fox producers over yep. the next 12 hours? Yep. You know, crazy they, stuff. They, but anyway. take, they take a successful model yeah. for the reality stuff. And, uh, and I would say like Shark Tank overall is one of the more authentic reality. I know a lot of reality these days is kind of scripted or yeah. partially scripted for, just for the wow factor. Sure. And it was cool to see through all that, that the only really scripted thing was the initial pitch. Uh, and I think they mainly do that. They don't want you to get in there and just be total deer in the headlights. Right. They ingrained it in your brain for so long that they figure you can get it spit out, right. even if it took some editing, you yeah, know, which, which is cool. So it was cool. And truly the sharks didn't know me. They'd never seen me. They saw my products for the first time when they sat down. That's they had so no cool. idea. So there was no like pre-rehearsed stuff to the point where after you make a deal, uh, you still have to go through and do all the due diligence and act to actually close your deal after the fact, because there's no, no wealthy, smart person just going to shake your hand, give you a check for X amount of dollars right. and walk away. So there's a ton of after the show process that you have to go through to actually sure. truly close the deal. So, so it was great to see all that. Cause these days you look at a reality show and you just assume like, Oh, like, you know, the reality stars of Atlanta or whatever, you can tell that all of that. There's a producer whispering. There's a teleprompter, yeah. probably. Yeah. I mean, they're just <laughs> watching it, you know? So uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta or whatever it is, you know? You know, it's um, funny though, in, in my little binge period there, right? Because it was like, it, for like a few weeks, it was like the only thing I was watching when I'd get home. And it was really funny in my, I'm glad to hear this because one of my takeaways, I was like, oh, the sharks are being honest here. Yeah. And I, I thought that was amazing. That's another risk you take too, because when you go on there, let's say I went on, 
on and all, all of them were like, man, that's, that's not what I, I don't think that's going to do well. It was, it was not fun to play or whatever, if they, whatever their opinion was, they're allowed to state their opinion. Uh, and they do without, yeah. without any regard to the effect it may or may not have on your business. So if they got up there and said, this is horrible. I don't know why anybody would ever buy this. It could have literally wrecked our business. Yeah. Put the um, tank in shark tank, right? Yeah, it could have tanked it. Yeah. So, so you, all you think about trying to get on is the exposure, but the reality is there's bad exposure too. For sure. Um, and in some ways, you know, if you've got a product that it doesn't matter, uh, that it's a little knickknack type thing, yeah. then I probably any exposure is good. But in my case, though, we're talking like a five to eight thousand dollar product. We were the most expensive retail product to ever be on the show when I no when kidding. I aired. Like for there's other expensive products, but for retail consumer only purchase, right. we were like way up there. So me and Damon, we had no idea how much to make before we aired. We had no because the Shark Tank effect is pretty wild because you get millions of hits that night. You know, your 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 site can crash if you don't have a good back end. Luckily, right. we we had Shopify. It was great. They, awesome. You know, you, you literally call. It's funny. We had Shopify beforehand, and we call Shopify, and we're like, "Hey, we just want to check uh, like how stable our platform is. You know, we got some stuff coming up." And they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's fine." And I was like, "Well, uh, we just want to make sure because we're gonna be on Shark Tank." And, and they're like, "Oh, hang on," and they put you on hold. And then like the the main dude at Shopify, the president or whatever, gets yeah. on like, "Yeah, this is so and so. When are you airing? And uh, who is your you know?" And they get in and they do some stuff and they allocate these funnels of traffic ability. Just like they basically take all their uh, powerhouse of uh, servers, I guess, yeah. and they make sure that your website doesn't crash because Shopify is right there and they want to make sure because they're known for, uh, most Shark Tank folks use Shopify now because they're known for making sure you don't crash when you're on the show. Yeah. Because most people's uh, little retail store websites can't handle a million people hitting it at once. Oh, I can't even uh, imagine. So that was that was fun. Stuff like that was you never expect was really fun. All of a sudden you're like this VIP where they're like, ooh, let's, let me make sure you're getting taken care of. So that was all fun. That's it's so wild cool. to think that that was seven, almost eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But it's amazing. And then look, yeah. and look, you're a great example though. You've taken this success and you've like poured it back into the community and all this stuff. And you're a nice guy too. Like, look, I'm glad that I get to tell the same stories. Like, you know, my friend won Shark Tank. <laughs> won yeah. Shark Tank. <laughs> I never know how to put it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. But uh, just such a nice, uh, look, I, I really am uh, very appreciative of knowing people like yourself. And I, this sounds dumb too, but I think about how, you know, the, the way the way media has been in the last few years in particular, but by the way, it's always been right. It's obviously easier to get more hits out of bad stuff. So we're constantly totally. inundated with bad things. Totally. And I'm always, I don't know, like I'm silly and weird, but like, I definitely like to have these moments. Cause I'm just like, look, there are great people out there that are doing cool things that are doing nice things for your neighborhood. And, you know, you care. How crazy well, is that? I think we're in the same boat. I mean, yeah. uh, you're doing some amazing stuff here uh, for the community, for the Jungle Gyms community. Well, uh, it's a killer that. thing to have Mostly in Butler eating. County. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, maybe it's just me and you, but uh, I am an extreme foodie uh, and uh, just like yourself. And uh, as we've saw on the previous uh, Balut attempt episode, yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm one of those guys that'll try just about anything. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've had the good fortune to go all over the world and travel. So cool. And mainly, uh, if I'm being honest, uh, uh, my main motive is usually where can I find the coolest street food? Like Philippines, where can I find the coolest street food? Uh, I've been to Russia, I've been to Guatemala, I've been all over Mexico. And it's, it's usually based around where is is the most wild and out there taco stand like are they what do they have some sort of feet on the menu because yeah. whatever i don't I'll try you know, like yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll try anything once you know, I, yeah like, i always tell everybody um, i'll try it twice just in case i was in a bad mood the first time or or i'll try it twice at two places just to make sure i get a fair shake at it that's a good point know? too yeah because yeah, yeah. like maybe they you may, maybe this is the bad one 
you yep. know? Yeah, exactly. So, I like your style, so, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so that's, cool. Uh, it's, it's very cool. Uh, Jungle Gyms has always been one of my favorite places to come. As a kid, you know, it's like, you know, if you can't, if we couldn't afford to go to King's Island, uh, my, my mom and dad would probably shut us up just like, all right, let's go to Jungle Gyms. You can pick something from the candy, from the weird candies of international world. You yeah, know? you find something good. I see uh, one, you know, it's funny you brought, mentioned that. I was looking the other day in Germany. There's this, uh, we, we carry them still. It was one of my first personal, because like my parents... I mean, we didn't grow up here. Like, we moved here. We were transplanted. So I was, like, a little older when I got here. And I just remember us coming maybe once or twice. But I think we lived far enough away that they didn't care. Right. They were like, it's fine. Uh, which is very funny, too, especially knowing, like, my family's ethnic background, where I was like, oh, I really thought we would have been way yeah. more interested in this. Well, 20 years ago, Jungle wasn't what it is now, though. That's a good like, point, too. It's way, it's, like, probably three times the size. Oh, for sure. Easily, yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think about. And, like, I tell everybody, look at the roofs. That's how you can tell where the expansions yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're like, oh, that is a different top. Um but no, thinking about that, one of my first purchases ever, it was from Germany, and we still have it. It's on an end cap. I saw it yesterday. Uh, I think it's like called Choco Banan or something like that, but it's like these little chocolate-covered banana goo things. I was so excited. Whoa, why aren't these things in here right I know. Now I know. You know what's funny? Is such we a got, jerk. We got <laughs> caught up early, and I was I, like 11.30. I was like, I should text Brad to see if there's anything I should prep before this, and then we just ended up doing our other TikTok all, videos. All good. And then, uh, no, but it was one of those... It was my, like, it was like, all right, I'm going to Jungle Gyms. I'm an adult now and tried that. And it was actually one of my least favorite tries, only because I don't like fake banana flavor. It kind of hit that note. I, I was you. hoping more. I was like, it's international. They won't use fake flavor. So banana Laffy Taffy's not your jam? It, you know what's funny? I don't mind it, but yeah. it's not my I, first pick. If you're like, which either. of the runts would you like to eat? Yeah, that's well, that's usually the least. The, the bananas are the ones where there's a pile of usually. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I just, I, I don't know what it is. It's like, you know, it's not. It won't make me mad, sure. but if you know if that was you. the only option, I'd probably yeah, yeah. pass. I'd rather dress like a banana. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what do you have coming down the pipeline, Brad? What can we? What can we? Uh, anything coming up in the new year? It's been a crazy year for us. You know, yeah. this year we. Uh, we opened the Champion Mill Arcade, which yeah. is inside of Spooky Nook, which you gotta is cool. got to go check that out. Yeah, Spooky Nook's a pretty wild place. It's basically North America's largest indoor sporting event center. So insane. Uh, and besides just being sports, so there's uh, 28 full-court basketball courts. Uh, and it also turns into 56 full-court volleyballs. Wow. Uh, so they have giant national tournaments there yeah. uh, that when when they have a full, a full packed house tournament it might bring in like 40,000 unique visitors to town which is crazy that's crazy so one of the reasons we did pinball garage was because of the anticipation of just being a busier town on the weekends with yeah. that coming up so when we found out that the spooky nook in Pennsylvania had an arcade we approached the owner, Sam uh, Byler, which is a super nice guy. He used to be the uh, mogul at Auntie Anne Pretzel, oh. and he sold it for like probably a billion dollars. I don't yeah, know, I whatever. Bet. Sold it for a ton of money. Got that pretzel uh, was money. Was still pretty young and uh, had kids. And uh, basically the story was his kids were in a lot of organized sports and there was no great place to house big tournaments. And he just had this crazy idea to build this giant place in the middle of a cornfield in Lancaster, PA. That was uh, 10 Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm oddly familiar with that yeah. part of Pennsylvania. Okay. Well, that was 10 years ago now. And it is, uh, I mean, all the businesses around that area are like 100x what their revenue, what they used to be yeah. because they bring in so much people. Because, so when I was like 15 my dad worked for a company up in that area okay. and awesome. so like spent a lot of time and i remember i'm just sitting here going like wow there's businesses a, yeah, in the cornfield yeah, yes, that's crazy not a lot going on there. i just remember people being mad that i was still pronouncing it lancaster not lancaster oh they were like is it oh. lancaster <laughs> it's like, the pennsylvania well, accent yeah yeah right? there you go i think it's one of those i was like i don't think i'm wrong 
you know. No, but, I got you. That's but at the same time, Lancaster. yeah. Uh, well, Sam, comment yeah, exactly. on this video. Yeah, we could probably get Sam. <laughs> Sam's a great dude. We should get him on here one That'd day. Be, uh, we should uh, do a Spooky Nook episode. Yeah, it's a, it's a. There's so much going on there. I mean, uh, besides the sports, there is uh, a couple giant restaurants being built in there right now. Oh, cool. Um, you know, so there's uh, uh, Municipal Brew Works has a location there. Besides okay, their cool. main one, yeah, their main one. Uh, yeah. Petals and Wicks has a location. Sarah's House has a location. Petals and Wicks, by the way. Yeah, it was like downtown Hamilton. It is uh, a boutique, like scent, scent and make your own candle kind of shop. Okay. Um, candle parties, candle, like they, do, we've, uh, we've carried some of their candles before. Like we've got a pinball shaped candle. Oh, that's uh, so cool. Uh, it's silver in color. And you know, you kind of like, she's like, what do you want pinball to smell like? I was like, ah, we probably don't want it to smell like what pinball smells like, but <laughs> you know, um, but uh, the, the gal Sherry uh, that owns that place, uh, they have a small location uh, on the West side um, and they opened up a mega location inside Spooky Nook. Super Very cool. cool. There's a giant restaurant called Fork and Palette that's coming there. Cool. Uh, and they, and they've got, they've hired a, a, a new chef. Uh, she was on uh, one of the chef competitions on Food TV. Uh, amazing. She did really well. Uh, was one with Gordon Ramsay, I think. Uh, oh, Hell's okay. Kitchen. Yeah, she she was oh, on. No kidding. She was that's on Hell's amazing. Kitchen. Uh, actually, that's like uh, primetime TV. Actually, yeah, it was Fox, uh, I think. Yeah, she right? was. Uh, she was on that. Uh, her name's Mindy. She's she's uh, curating a really killer menu. So more killer food downtown. I see. These are all people. Yeah. I just need to get the Brad Baker collection of people to come in we'll here just, and talk yeah, about man. it. Uh, we'll do a whole Hamilton episode. Oh, we should man, just do that. That'll be so much fun. We yeah. can we can Let's get some of those folks to come in. Dead serious. Like I mean, think about it. You've got uh, Jason Campbell at Billy Yanks yep. uh, bringing in some killer stuff. Oh, you, that's you got, one of my Billy's usual holiday. So yeah, I was going to uh, say, it's my we, holiday stop as, usually. As companies, uh, we trade business cards, uh, yeah. you know, for our staff, you know, so that we can give out theirs. They give out ours. That's it's really always cool. fun, but uh, another great place. I mean, there's so many. We've got uh, the new Poor House, which is like the self-poor tap place. Nice. Uh, we've got Casual Pint, uh, which has been, they're one of the main staples. Oh, that yeah. They've been around a while. It's a franchise, but Anne-Marie that owns it has really uh, taken it. They're in the Markham down there, right by the big amphitheater. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. We talked about Tano's earlier. Yep. Uh, man, uh, uh, there's the new Mirchi Indian place. I was just going to say that so was- So good. I've been wanting to try it. And I, I joked when I came up there, I was doing something uh, with the uh, Kettering Health people. They had like a thing on the square one day. Yeah. And I came down there and I was like, oh, we've got Indian food in Hamilton oh, yeah. now. It's like, things are coming along. Well, we, and we've got basil, which has been there for a while. Yeah. Uh, very good. Higher end, scratch made, right. uh, Asian food, but yeah. also killer burgers. It's wild. Oh. Something for everybody. Huh. Uh, well, well, I had no idea. Yeah. They're catering our holiday party for our staff. Oh, cool. Uh, this weekend uh and then what else is i mean there's a uh, roll on in's been around for a while yep. the big sushi burritos yeah, my buddy fun. john owns that place cool. uh, uh yeah that guy went from owning a chain of body shops yeah selling that and is like eh, maybe i'll start a sushi burrito place you know no and, and uh and i think he's franchised over like a hundred of those now That's across crazy. the country so yeah because i think i went to cool one in, i want to say in like lebanon yep yeah, yeah. His, his original was originally in okay lebanon. yeah yeah uh, that was fun what a what a, a concept i didn't know i wanted until i ate it i know, it, I you know? know? super great i love it uh, so man there's just so much That's um, so cool you know uh, and then, of course, uh, this year we bought All Eight Up. Uh, so Pinball Garage bought the yeah. All Eight Up restaurant. So All Eight Up uh, was uh, Tony and Kathy, the owners previously, have been there about 10 years. They have, uh, uh, between Tony and his dad, they've got like 30 years of pizza ownership experience. They, yeah. They've had a place in Fairfield, Hamilton, all over. And they they were just got famous for their calzones, hoagies, you know, just classic style pizzas. Yeah. Uh, they kept it real simple. Uh, it was a small kind of little hole in the wall. Uh, but the building itself was a lot bigger that he wasn't using. And we wanted an opportunity to expand our kitchen and move our barbecue joint. We had a barbecue food truck before. Right. We wanted to move that into a year-round kitchen that we could be open every day. So we, we bought the place basically shut it down for two months, gutted it, remodeled it, and we put in a 72-seat dining room along with a 
kitchen that's like three times the size. So yeah. we've got smoker, indoor smokers under the hoods. We've got a, uh, a, a unique thing about uh, most pizza places, they'll cook their wings and uh, other type of bar food through their pizza oven, yeah. which is okay, but it's not the same as having a fried wing, right? If right. you're going to have a real true buffalo wing, you want it to be fried. Yeah, so give me that crisp. Because we're barbecue, we smoke our wings, we fry them, then they get a dry rub, sauce on the side. So we, good, we too. Won, I think we won like seven or eight Best of Butler County Awards this year um, for, it's, you know, I, I'm not like a big fan of tooting my own horn. No, but, but deservedly but so. Super proud because I love food and I've always wanted to do some type of food thing. Um, uh, our barbecue has done uh, really well. Uh, yeah. We've got a 20 hour smoked brisket. We do a brisket pizza now. We do a, which is that's it's, right. It's really oh good. My gosh, we man. do brisket loaded potato skins. I mean, Ooh, we yeah. we bake and hand core the potatoes every day. We don't buy fried she- or the uh, frozen shells. Yeah. So so we do them from scratch. Everything uh, uh, like the potatoes. We've got loaded tots with with barbecue on them. Uh, I've got a hundred year old chili recipe from my great grandmother that we've taken and we've merged it with our pulled pork, uh, our smoked oh, pork. Baby. So it's a smoked pulled pork chili that's got a little bit of a Cincinnati flair because mm-hmm. it's got a little sweetness to it, but yeah. then it's got some spice uh, in it. And it does have your traditional hearty uh, beans and tomato chunks in it. Uh, so it's not like uh, it's not like Cincinnati chili in that aspect. Yeah. Uh, and we just reintroduced that onto the menu last week and oh, cool. uh, we can't make, I mean, we're making just huge barrels every day, uh, which awesome, is really man. cool. So the community has really gotten behind us and uh, has, as uh, you know, all every new thing we come out with, uh, the whole town will come try it, you know, and uh, which is great. So that's yeah, so cool. So it feeds everybody at Pinball Garage. Uh, it, it, it feeds everybody that's used to all eat up because we've got delivery and we've got yeah. late night now. So, uh, so it's been a busy year for us. You embrace the community; they embrace you back. Yeah, I, think I think it's so. A good you know, symbiosis. I feel like when you own a business in a community, especially if there's retail involved. Um, uh, you know, it, your number one goal, of course, is to stay in business. You've got to make money. You got to try to make a profit. That's super hard to do. Uh, over the years, for some reason, I think the the word profit has turned into this dirty word for businesses, which yeah. is unfortunate because if you don't profit, you can't hang around. Uh, right. So uh, you've got to get to a point or try to get to a point where you're making money. Yeah. Uh, but also, if if your community supports you, I think it's very reciprocal. It's great to get out there, especially if you're in the food service business. You know, Hamilton's a downtown community. Uh, there's always folks that could use a meal uh, and in need. So uh, we've got some uh, local, we've got a thing called the King's Plate, actually, where uh, uh, someone can come in and say, hey, uh, uh, I want to throw five bucks in a King's Plate or whatever. And we take that money and we put it towards, uh, if somebody comes in that can't afford a meal, uh, we, we just say, get, just grab something off the menu. Here's a pizza. Here's a whatever. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, and, uh, and it's not really us doing it. It's just us facilitating our, our local community and citizens that maybe want to help out a little. Uh, and because we serve food, uh, it's easy for us to grab a couple extra pizzas, walk under the parking garage where there might be some uh, homeless folks uh, yeah. and give them some lunch or something. Uh, and now we're seeing other local restaurants like kind of jumping on board and like doing the same thing. So I think that just kind of like spans out. Everybody gets on board. Uh, it helps the community. It helps folks. Uh, uh, and, and it's just good all the way around, I think. Yeah, you know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you don't want to just take, 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 right? No. In everything, in relationships, in life, in family, in business. Um, you want to try to do your best to like, if, you're, if you've been blessed or fortunate, it's, it's great to yeah, do what around. you can. Turn it around a little bit. You yeah, know? You, get, you get what you give. Yeah, as, as simply put, you know, always. that's awesome. Brad, thanks for being yeah, you. Yeah, man. As corny as that sounds. So yeah, I'm, I'm full of you. trite sayings today. <laughs> but it's it's hard not to when I'm like, oh, you're really genuinely doing a great thing. And well, so thank you. We're glad it. you're here. Well, I, it's it's fun to be here. I, and obviously, I wanted to be here. I, I was knocking your, on your door like, hey, get me on your show again, man. I would, and, and I, I felt, and when I said, I was like, oh, I feel bad for not no, asking. No, dude, but you, like, do, you got so much content all ca- the time, capabilities. Just, so I knew, I was like, eh. Not saying that I was like uh, forcing you to put me on the show, but no. I thought, man, it's been a while. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, I'm surely need an excuse to go buy some stuff here to eat for lunch that I don't necessarily <laughs> that, I know. that I don't need, but I want. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so uh, I came I came hungry, and I'm gonna leave uh, with with a whole bunch of weird stuff. I'm that's sure, awesome. which well, is great. You. Thanks yeah. for keeping me employed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's awesome, Brad. Pleasure as always, buddy. Anytime you're you're welcome all the time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Every so day. Much. Now you'll be here five days a week with. Me. Uh, hey, you know, new co-host. If there's a way to get on the payroll, and it doesn't even have to be pay. It could just be in like uh, gift card uh, or whatever. I'm down. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll like, make listen, it work. Oh, listen, we got like an extra cut of beef. You know. <laughs> yeah, put me on yeah, third shift. I don't care. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Brad, that was a ton of fun. Thank you for everything. I look forward to building the Marcade with you here in the store. I hope you found all kinds of weird products to try. And I hope all of you get out there and check out some of the other offerings in the neighborhood. You know, we've got a couple pinball machines here. Brad's got a ton of them. So go play some pinball, eat some of his like painfully delicious wings or his brisket, and then stop back by the jungle and buy the product so you can make some of that at home yourself. Huh? Everybody goes home happy. All right, everyone, I appreciate the support as always. Make sure, hey, you know what? I meant to bring this up earlier. We've got, uh, we're starting a whole new series of chef dinners. Don't forget those. Uh, the first one is Friday, January 12th. It is going to be a night at the Oscars where we are making a seven course dish based around some of your favorite foods. Very cool. You can get more inf information at junglegyms.com slash Oscars. Okay, on that, I'm gonna do some shopping myself. So I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.